bum bum I feel out of the loop. Okay, well, you could just sing it. Stay up up my beers, my beers, Nas. Nas from a childish song. Maybe it's maybe it's he from took it Luda, from Luda though. Luda, yeah, I see. Don't get it twisted. I am so sorry. <laughs> oh come on. This is gonna be the oh, first time we restart the podcast because you guys need to know that I was recording. We've officially started <laughs> oh, shit. the uh, the podcast. So welcome everyone. Hello. We have a special guest, Chris LeBron Hollingsworth in the building. Yes. What are you? Where, what's the story behind the LeBron? Oh, nickname, by the okay, way? Okay, so. A large part of my training has been spent working on flips, and a lot of people were commenting that, like, I don't, like, jump a lot. So, naturally, like, I thought the best way to get better at jumps is to become black. So, I, <laughs> I changed my... I actually made a New Year's resolution to become as black as I could, and I just thought that the best way to do that would be... Um, to change my middle name to LeBron, and it's 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 wor- it's worked wonders. It I really think, has. Uh, you might be on something, man. Probably altering your DNA in some way. Yeah. Um, albeit racist. It's not. It's not racist. It's just fact. <laughs> Black people are better. <laughs> we'll see about that. I'm uh, gonna try out for NBA this season. So nice. Wish me luck. You can just try out for NBA. Apparently. Yeah, you just try out. <laughs> they all try outs. You must be this tall to ride that ride. I don't know if you'd cut it. Um, also, there's a lot of us in the room right now. Uh, Knox is our producer Holla. for the for the night. He's hollering. I'm hollering from across the room. I might um, move my location. And so of course, I'm Brandon. This is Dylan to my left. Dylan. Dolan in the house. Dolan Bacar in the house. Um, we got Jake Smith. What's up? Also, just kind of chilling. I don't know what he's been doing right now. I'm just audience spectating with my earballs. We try to keep it. We try to keep it at a three max, like participants, just because we don't want you guys to be so confused. But I'll try to keep um, it. Down. Corey is also here, so we got our own audience. We got a live audience. We can call this the first live recording of Hype Drop. Excellent. That's perfect. Yeah, we got a laugh track now. It's gonna be dope. Yes. Um. So first things first. You came up with Hype Drop, huh? Well, I wouldn't say I came up with it, but um, I definitely was like a large influence on the spreading of Hype Drop. Um, basically, uh, <laughs> he's not talking about the podcast, he's talking about literal term Hype Drop. Yeah. Um, so Tell I, us the origin. So I trained with uh, Dante Grazioli and like Jazz Velez and Dan Teal and like. We basically found out that um, I had the ability to just drop off of like fat ass structures and stick the landings. <laughs> so we just, like one day we just like decided to take it like as far as we possibly could. Um, and by we, I mean like they were like, you should totally jump off of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, so I was like, yeah, for sure. So, um, it's this, it, it, there was this school roof that's, it's roughly like, I want to say 23 or 24 feet tall. 
Um, it's, it's fat. Like you look at it and you're like, I would never even like jump and roll off of that. But like, for some reason, like I was feeling like pretty God mode that day. And and, like, I got up there and, um, if we ever get like the, the raw footage of like that thing, I look at the camera and I'm just like, YOLO. And then I yell, um, and then I, I think about it for a second and like, I look down and I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. Because you just look down and it's like 23 foot drop and I'm trying to stick the landing. And then I'm just, I just got like this weird amount of confidence and I was just like, high drop and then just dropped <laughs> off of the building and absolutely stuck the landing. There was like no impact or anything and, and I was revered as a god that day. Okay. <laughs> I'll go there is no impact. No, no, I swear like <laughs> there seriously, it seriously felt like the, it, it felt like nothing. Like my quads definitely the was next Was it just day. because you came in with so much confidence you are fully committed? Like, yeah. Like, how do you feel like it happened that you were able to come out of that? Because Dylan's taking a high drop like that, but it was not on purpose. I have, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I have no idea because, um, like, reviewing the footage, it's just, it's just the craziest clip ever. It's like the... Wait, is it not online? No, it's online, yeah. It's so in, what is it called? Was, um, tell people look it if up, you, uh, if you look up, if you just type in Christopher yeah. Hollingsworth into YouTube, um, it's my what? 2012 showreel, and it's like the second clip of, uh of the video and it's it's pretty ridiculous to watch like even looking back I'm just like it just doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense at all like 2012 yeah it's pretty That's sweet though. yeah I mean it's become kind of like a no it's uh true progress I think is the name of the video it's definitely become a sort of like a point of satire in the parkour community just yeah it's like <laughs> We all know it's not good for us, but like it's just funny because it's just like, why would I roll when I could just <laughs> land it? You know, why would I jump off something short when I can jump off right something here. super tall? Hi, all right, girl. we're going to watch it real quick. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's super tall. It just, <laughs> just walks like, out of it. It just, just strut away. Sense. We have full screen on this beast real quick. Um, you can hear it, too. The, the, this is the one that started dramatic rolling. effect. Two days after my birthday. It just doesn't make any sense. Like it seriously felt like nothing too. I don't. It, I wanted to. I actually high drops in our days. I actually wanted to do it on the concrete, and they wouldn't let me. Like Dante oh, yeah. was like, "Don't do it." Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. What do you think? What's your opinion then on high drops? Honestly, like I mean, they're they're really survive one. They're really fun. <laughs> they're fun, like to do just to like it's it's like an expression of strength or stupidity, I guess. But honestly, I I, I wouldn't recommend them. I don't do them anymore. So, I feel like it's really bad for your knees, to be honest. Yeah, I mean... Like, I just would not recommend have that. To be. We, we've talked about them a little bit on the podcast before, and just, in general, I, we, I don't know. It's just a bullshit theory, but as far as our bro science is concerned, I, I think it's uh, potentially good to take a few high drops every so often. Just to know, just like, to in, like Just to just shock your body. In place and, of deadlifts. In place of deadlifts, yes. <laughs> well, just I think um, if you can take those impacts, it's just kind of in some way or another your body's going to adapt to that, and maybe it'll be good for you. I think in it's the good. Long run, it's good to take run. like light and medium drops, like pretty consistently. I think just to keep your body like yeah. used to it, um, and like the occasional fat ass drop is totally like required. I think in your yeah. training, just to know <laughs> where you're at. But I'm not going out like trying to stick like 23 foot drops. Well, and the other thing that I think is interesting and that we can keep in mind is like a lot of us, you know, especially 
people that are really wanting to, to like do some of the most difficult tricks or be innovating in the sport and trying to, you know, give something that other people are going to be blown away by in a video, you might, that might, your priorities might be a little bit different. You're like, I don't really care if I do parkour when I'm 87 or whatever. I mean, I can, I'll be able to do it anyways, <laughs> but maybe, you know, like I think Kai Willis is also like, was famously taking like a lot of impact for a little while. Yeah, absolutely. And um, he came out as saying just like, yeah, like on my bot, I'm young. I'm kind of down to do it right now. This is when my body's capable of this shit. And like, and, and I, I agree. just want to do it. I want to push it, push the sport. And I, I don't knock that. I think that's like, a I, valid I agree with argument. that. I agree with that too, because like it, like while obviously it, it, it is harm, certain like tricks and like certain aspects of parkour and free running, like are harmful to the body, yeah. but it's like, not everything that you do in parkour and free running is going to be for long term. Like you really want to push your limits. Like for me yeah. personally, I want to push myself like as far as I possibly can while I can, you know, and like it, when I get into my thirties or forties, I'm going to look or fifties even, and I'm going to look back and I'm going to be like, hell yeah. Like I did my absolute best and like push myself to the limit. And if I break along the way, like then that's just, part of it you know like it, it's a risk that i think a lot of people are willing to take i mean and it's this is a, there's a lot of trade-off like obviously if you're if you're taking that to an extreme then you're not gonna be able to even reach your limits because you're gonna be injured all the time yeah or you're like not pushing it in a smart safe like you know kind of safe way like taking impact is one thing Doing something stupid is, like, different. Yeah, like, I mean, you have to you judge, know? like, your ability and yeah. and what you want to accomplish and obviously, like, measure the risk versus reward on, like, anything. Like, I'm not just going to go outside and throw something um, if I don't know or understand, like, the technique about it, you know? Like, some yeah. of the stuff that um, freerunners do are, is pretty ridiculous, but the, the technique behind it is is safe, honestly. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you're, you're trying to... Quell my fears about twisting and flipping. Yeah. Earlier this weekend. Yeah, dude. Because <laughs> I just I have less confidence than maybe I should in like my ability to, to just take a big twist, like landing blindly at, or maybe just with a little bit of off axis or whatever. And yeah. You're telling me with, with practice, you've been, you've gained a lot of confidence in your ankles. And yeah. And I mean, once you practice like flips and spins enough, um, you understand that you can land, um, at any degree and absorb the impact in a certain way. So like you practice brannies, that's a 180. You practice um, aerial twist hyper, like that's a 180 plus a 90 degree. Or you practice like a front full, that's a full 360. Or um, And then like when you get into Rudy's and stuff, it's the exact same impact as a 180. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so once, once you've got you, like your 360 degrees covered, then you're just yeah, along it's, the it's spear just in that, some way. Yeah, it's just that degree of rotation. And like you can absorb and take that impact like just like anything, you know, that you yeah. practice. Yeah, that's dope. Um, I totally see where you're coming from there, so I just need to start practicing that. Because that's where my fear comes from, is I don't have a left twist. And see, it, it's crazy for me, because, like, I'm watching you, like, casually hit Kong Precision's barefoot on a rail that, like, I can't even do with my shoes on, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's not my strong suit. We have a... Um, Different strengths in our training, I would say. <laughs> yeah. But, you did a uh, bunch of barefoot stuff tonight. You did like a whole bunch of bear you. stuff. Yeah, barefoot. I was joining Jake Smith yeah. on the barefoot training. <laughs> His feet are naked, by the way, for you listeners out there. <laughs> they are naked. Naked feet. Mm. Jake's a long-term... <laughs> 
barefoot practitioner, so it's one of the more inspiring things to see. Lately, he talks about it when he was on. Lately, I've been um, really getting into the longevity side of it, but um, more than that, I've realized that uh, through training for longevity, it actually just makes your body all around stronger for whatever that you're trying to do. Like, yeah. Like I was eating like. I was eating like crap, basically. Like, I was eating cereal and just, like, every single day, like, just a box of cereal. Like, that would yeah. be, like, my entire <laughs> meal, you know? Like, yeah. I'd drink, like, half a gallon of milk after training at the gym and just be like, yeah, that's good, you know? Like, yeah. whatever. And um, just recently, like, I've started, like, really focusing on, like, what I'm eating and, like, and more specifically what I'm not eating. Like, avoiding, like, sugars and stuff like that. And, like, it's just, I've it's noticed. Addicting, man. It, it really you is. you get, like, into you're like, wow, I really see improvements in my training. You just want to. Yeah, absolutely. Keep optimizing, you know? And, yeah, it's, and it's made, like, such a huge difference. And um, something I've come across, too, is that, like, training while also, like, utilizing these um, different aspects for longevity, uh, you just make, like, a lot faster progression, too. Like, your body's, like, working with yeah, you instead of against like you. That's, what like, I, what I was kind of trying to get at, I think, when we were talking about, like, taking the impacts that you, you know, you're, you're, you're willing to take those impacts because you're, like, I don't care necessarily in the long long term but at the same time like if you play your cards right then you peak like higher and later in life probably yeah you know, i would the, i would the like the to ideal think so. parkour athlete might not be an 18 year old like or whatever you, people <laughs> might think it is now or even a 23 or 5 or 6 year old it could be like a 37 year old who's like really taking care of his body and now he's got like decades of experience and yeah. he's just like super beast and honed in. And I actually, so, I, like, I totally kind of agree with that because um, like technique is, is literally freaking everything. Yeah. Like when I, I swear to you, like, like a triple is, feels the exact same impact wise when done properly that than a single does. Like, honestly, the impact is the exact same. So I really truly feel like that um, you can still do everything that you're doing now in your later ages because there's not really like a lot of energy putting being put into it when you really yeah. think about it. It's just it's just mostly technique. It's a small amount of explosive energy put into like a good, a, a large amount of technique. Definitely. So and that's just that's something that I've been ex exploring lately a lot too is just like impact um, on like specifically like double flipping skills and, um, like large, a large amount of twists, like triples or two and a halfs, um, really feel like single flips or, um, single twisting skills when done properly. Like the impact is the exact same. It feels floaty and like perfect. Like you can walk out of it. You can step out of it. Like, yeah. like watch, um, if, if you can, I'm sure it's like in people's feeds right now, the, the, the Red Guthrie. Bull highlight. Or Guthrie, yeah. Guth Guthrie's new video was ridiculous. His New Heights promo? Yeah. Yeah, dude, absolutely freaking ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, if you don't know who Michael Guthrie is, like, you need to. <laughs> you need to. It, it's, it's, it's honestly a, a competition, like, for second place, because Guthrie's the fucking god of this world. <laughs> when it comes yeah, to it's, movement. it's insane when you, like, can appreciate movement if you're you know an expert in one field like parkour or whatever it is and you're even probably can more relate more i can't relate to some of the shit that michael guthrie is doing even though i'm pretty confident and i can i can visualize movements but i just can't even fathom like how he does some of the shit he does because i haven't delved into tricking that much at all 
but I can just tell that it is ridiculous. I was just, like, it just is so far beyond whatever I would be able to do in the next two years of, of just consistent. And see, training. like, even as, even as like someone who practices like acro as like, um, their main form of movement, like Guthrie's just on a, on a different level, man. Like, and, and it's, and it's weird. Cause like you can look at pictures of him and he's like, he's not even like muscular at all. He just like is this like chill ass dude. Like, and he just, thro- he just understands movement on like next level. It's crazy. And that's what I'm talking about. Like with technique too. Cause like he'll, he'll do, um, a double cork, like, and he won't put too much height into it. He'll put like just enough so that when he lands, there's like no impact. His yeah. leg has like barely any bend and then he just has to swing right into another one. So there's no like, like absorbing <laughs> yeah. or anything. It's, it's, it's yeah. just ridiculous. He's finessing it. You know, he's getting more power because he doesn't have to, yeah, like you said, worry about the absorption. Yeah. This is 2014, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about double corks to double corks to double corks all day long. To here. triple corks. He did double to double to triple. He also, he also was, yeah, he's landed quad and and he's also, um, almost landed uh triple cork swing through triple cork too, which is, and it's just, and the thing is, is that it looks like pretty easy for him as well. Like he's not even like really trying that hard. He's just completely like, he just understands in on total utilization of like all of his momentum, I guess. Like even, even like his injury recovery samplers, you're just like, what? You're injured? Like how? I don't even, why can you Gumby swing through triple cork in the snow when you're injured? Like that shouldn't be a thing. Like, (laughs) do you think there's like, I mean, those tricking, I don't, I still, like I was saying, I don't really understand them that well, but is there, if you train properly, I'm assuming you don't worry about your ankles or knees or anything blowing out, but it seems like with all that, momentum landing on one leg and stuff sometimes you hear about like when people do for whatever reason get an injury it can be really severe yeah i mean like blowing their knees completely off you're you're working with like a lot a lot a lot of momentum and i mean any amount of energy that's misplaced on a joint it can be detrimental you know like Mm -hmm. you're just working with a lot of force it's it's your entire body weight plus the momentum of like how fast you're coming at the ground or how fast you're twisting. And I mean, if you're not at like the correct joint angle when you land, like, yeah, you can blow your shit out for sure. Like pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So well, if you think about it evolutionarily, like how much twisting do you think we actually did before? Like <laughs> maybe, I don't know. We started like, yeah, doing acro like, not too long ago. I think yeah, Guthrie's probably got some sort of genetic advantage. My, he must. My even theory, even if it's only his mind. My theory is that um, he's from the future where like they've just, <laughs> like they can uh, put um, <laughs> technique into your brain like via uh, yeah. something, you know, like, so like every trick that's ever been created like he can just like beam it into his brain and it's just like perfect muscle memory. But that's just my, cause there's just no other so explanation. He's living in the <laughs> there's no other explanation. Maybe one day we'll be able to look at the genes of our kids before they're born and be like, will he be able to triple cork swing through triple cork? Yeah. No. Okay. Abortion. That will be the determining factor. <laughs> abortion. Uh, looks like he's got double corks. Pretty good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna avoid. Yeah, let's wait for the next one. And when they're when they're like testing for like uh, the next president, they're gonna be like, "How are his swing throughs?" <laughs> Man, that might be a reality. Have you seen some of the like futurist bullshit that like and paid attention to any of that? It's just, no. We're gonna start. Yeah, if you've ever heard of this dude like Ray Kurzweil, I don't know. Go look shit. him up. I don't want to like delve too much into it, but because I just won't be able to do it justice. But he's he's thought he's talked about like this moment called the singularity. 
which is oh, I've heard about this. People's yeah. like minds and machine start taking off so exponentially that you can't even fathom. And everything like, just like becomes basically, one yeah, much. it yeah. just becomes like things. Our minds are our computers, and we just become able to exponentially just get smarter and more capable and there's just free energy and it's just ridiculous it's it's kind of true like and i mean you can see that in the movement game as well like um something that i'm really really interested in is um double flipping skills like being taken outside Mm -hmm. because i really truly believe that if they're done properly the impact like is is the exact same as a single flip like if you look at people like tim farley who's doing a cork in back out on flat or Jack Payne, who can even do like round off, double full in, back out. That's a 720 <laughs> twist with two flips, okay? Like, and, and he just like lands it like, like it's a double backflip or like even just like a high layout, you know? And you're just like, damn, like if that's, that's human capability. And back in the day, like that was never around. So I'm actually like really interested in the cap of like how far, like what are we really capable of, you know? Like it's pretty mind blowing. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's, we, we start get to like elite level athletes where there's like only the top, like the, the genetically gifted and the like ones who aren't just genetically gifted, but work really hard. Like, you know, when you get enough people doing it, then it's like, first it was just the people that work really hard and they might be genetically okay are at the top and they're still blowing minds. And then there's like guys that have genetic gifts, but they don't really give a shit. And then they also like the blow t- minds, the but then there's like the lazy. Comp, yeah. Then it's like the combination of like incredible work ethic and just innovation is like yeah gonna happen at that point. Yeah, one hundred percent. I completely agree. And and you can actually notice um, you can identify um, those traits like in elite people. Like if you just if you just talk to like any any elite athlete, you know, like the way it's not so much like what they're training. It can be anything from like parkour to cooking like it can be anything you yeah. know it's it's not so much like what they're doing it's it's how they're doing it it's like how they go about it you know how they approach um different like obstacles that they come across and like just their mindset is is um is different you know yeah that's that's dope it's cool to hear that you have a strong belief in that double flips too because that's going to push it to the next level yeah. where people are accepting it and that's what I'm that's really what, t- it's a, someone has to believe in that someone has to do it yeah I'm not gonna be the guy, so I'm glad you're doing it. Because I just someone's gotta do it. I mean, you well, after you do it, then I might do it. The thing, the thing is, though, is that That's, like um, I'll push it in some other areas, hopefully. But yeah, um, double flips are not mine. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I can't push it in the same areas that you are, so we can just kind of cover all bases, you know. Yeah, um, just, we all just get up on this big old block and push. <laughs> um, something, something else is that uh. Even though, like, when done properly, uh, it the impact may, like, be the same as, um, like, a f- four double flipping skills, like, maybe the same, like, as single flipping. Like, even, uh, like, Tim Farley posted in, in um, like, the biggest tricking group on Facebook the other day, and he was like, he was like, you guys need to not just go out and try double flipping skills. He's like, you will seriously mess yourselves up if you don't know what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not something that you can just throw you know like for yeah. like for a front flip like how i learned tricks is um like i just went out to the park and just like front flipped onto my ass like over and over <laughs> and over and over again until like one time i landed like kind of on my heels and i was like yeah you know like get can, in there yeah <laughs> like you nailed it you can kind of just like drill those things until <laughs> until um until they're they're comfortable you know like single flips you can uh, like you can practice b twists like straight to your side like mm-hmm. 
pretty much anywhere and it be safe. But I'm a total wuss. I wouldn't even do it. It is. It I is, don't even. I don't go for tricks unless I'm pretty sure I'm gonna land them. But it is not such a baby. Yeah, I mean it's 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 rough, but I mean that's just how like I grew up in in that sense. But I was, I was right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> dude. I'd pull out like some fucking dirty mattress from like behind a yes, dude. And I just yes. throw it underneath a fucking wall, and I would yes. chuck something off. The... That's wait, wait, how wait, you wait. do it. That's how you question. do Where it. Getting this dirty mattress. Just wherever from behind like the dumpster. You find it anywhere. No, like true story, like my friends and I would find mattresses like thrown out and like literally put them together and do flips off of stuff. (laughs) Like that's That's before like parkour was even like parkour. Like that like that's what we were doing. We were flipping on the Yeah, no, I I learned the same way. Like as a kid I was more like that. Yeah. Now I'm like more honed in on my training and I try to have more like standards for allowing myself to try certain moves. But no, I was definitely as a kid, I was like how many stairs can I jump down? That was the thing I would play. And I'd just start from like six stairs up, be like, yes. I definitely got this. That's oh, so that was awesome. easy. I'll go three stairs, like to the ninth one. And then I remember one time it was like teen night or some shit, like one of those like rec centers. And I had like this whole crowd of middle schoolers watching me just jump like 16 feet, like taking high oh drops, my God. like just, woo, just <laughs> bottoming out and shit. Yes. Like, those are my high now, drops. See, that's so interesting to me because like your roots are um, like literally, that's how you're training now too. Like you're training the same stuff mm-hmm. that you were training when you were a kid. Like you follow the same path <laughs> just like I have, like with my flips and stuff. Um, and like, like I was saying, like you can, you can practice like those single flips and everything pretty safely you know like i would do like wall flips and like land on my head and be like oh whatever you know like <laughs> but but that is it's it's not the case it is not the case with double flipping skills um or or it is like with spins like as long as it's one flip you can pretty much do whatever like i can drill like triple cork onto my side like as many times as i want you know but with double flipping skills like if you have to be on point if you are off at all or you're going into it like lazy or like something is a little amiss you're gonna jack yourself up um yeah i actually uh broke my ankle recently uh seven weeks ago doing a branny in back full out which is a double flipping one and a half twisting skill and i was trying it i tried it like five times on the tumble track and i landed it twice and then like I was like I want like a better one like for Instagram you know like (laughs) and um I was going for it but like I was kind of tired and I wasn't really feeling it but I was just like whatever like I've already done like four times and so like I just threw it like kind of lazily like still enough power to like get over but like I just didn't have like the height I needed by like a couple inches and I landed like with my foot underneath me um just like a little awkward and I tried to cartwheel out to the side like little over rotation um but my ma- my uh, ankle was caught underneath me my foot so when I tried to cartwheel uh it just rolled over itself and I heard like four really loud audible pops like not good pops just like <laughs> I, they're I rarely mean, good I mean, like, you get the good ones, the good, like, oh, the Rice Krispies and your, like, wrists. You're like, oh, yeah, that feels nice. That's true. That's true. But um, pops, as soon as that happened, them. like, I, I knew immediately, like, it was jacked up. And there's a video of it. Like, you can watch it. It's, um, I'm surprised because it actually had been, like, forever since I had been injured. Like, mm-hmm. so long. I was on top of my game for a while. <laughs> and, like, uh, I kind of, like, look video. at it like, whoa. It's on my Instagram. I'll, uh, like, share it to the page. Or something afterwards it's um pretty far down but you can find it seven weeks ago um but yeah like it'll 
it'll jack you up. I broke I broke my uh, my talus. I fractured my tibia, my malleolus. I tore some ligaments. Like it, it just wasn't really good, and it was <laughs> it was pretty hard to. <laughs> yeah, and and the worst part is, is like, did you I, get, what was the rehab for that? Um, oh man, did you have so much rehab. Like there was, uh, there was like icing, majoritively elevating. Have to get any like surgeries or they like recommended now. surgery to shave down the um, the growth of like the bone because mm-hmm. like it created like this. Uh, this like growth just around like the break, you know? Yeah. Um, they said I could either have surgery to shave it down or I could like just grind it out myself, which is what I've been doing. And it's, it's like really long and painful process. It actually wouldn't have been that bad of a break. Um, if I didn't try to rush my recovery, uh, because I'm, I was like really on the breakthrough for some skills. So I was like really trying to get back into, into like flipping and twisting and I was doing some gainer double fulls on the tumble track. And I was like, oh, these are like super like high and floaty. Like I'm just going to triple because I have those like consistent. And it just couldn't take it. Like I landed and it immediately just like rolled under. And I did the exact same thing two weeks after the first one. And it yeah. made it like way, <laughs> way worse. Like so to anyone listening, like if you ever like hurt yourself, Fucking take the time that you need to recover. It's 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 not worth it. It's just not worth it. Yeah, it's gonna be worth it if you take the time. Uh, it's parkour, Chris. All one word. Oh, that's why I couldn't register it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I'm in there as parkour, parkour Chris. Chris. One two three four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a good name, you know. It's, uh, yeah, just like the name Chris. It's a good name. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, yeah, that was kind of a theme like two weeks ago on our podcast. It's just like, especially that situation where you've done it already, so you don't give it the attention it needs, and then not recovering properly. Yeah. It's just a horrible combination. You got to make sure that you come out on the other side of your injuries stronger. Stronger. 100%. Yeah. Owning your technique and use it as an opportunity to realize like a weakness in your game. That is, that is so true. Like the, um, one of the, one of the aspects of the elite, something that separates like the elite from like the, the amateurs, um, in my opinion is how they approach injuries, you know, because like, if you look at any like tricker or any free runner who hurts themselves, like they're not really, they may be like, upset about it like internally but they're like more motivated than ever to just really like overcome this you know like yeah. it's just something else to like get past and like get better at you know yeah it was amazing when i heard about nick vale he blew his knee out in, like a box cutter or something yeah and then you know whatever whatever the next thing i heard out of him was just the most optimistic like positive thing and he was just absolutely so the first thing that he did the first thing that he did was instead of looking at it emotionally, like, oh, my like career or whatever, instead he like analyzed it. He was like, it's going to take this amount of time to recover. This is what I need to do. These are the steps that I need to take to recover. Um, this is like what I'm going to – and he, he just made it himself like an entire plan yeah. and a structure and then followed it like to a T. And in his ACL brace, um, I just saw him like a few weeks ago. He's doing like cork swing, double cork like on spring floor like – in his brace, like, <laughs> like just like hucking it, like using the weight of the brace to like help him with his flips and stuff. It, it's yeah, incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's just amazing to see, and it's it's really it's really inspiring and motivating, honestly. Strong dude. Yeah. Strong. Strong. Um, one of the things that um, one of the things that people want to know most about is just more about injuries, I guess. 
And I have a couple things that I can say for anyone that is willing to listen about that. Um, well, please do tell. There's... Well, you the, got a big journal, by the way. Yeah, I've been... Well, it's um, actually a little... Or medium-sized to little journal. But he writes small. But he writes super small, so you know it's just <laughs> packed with bills with just gold. I've been keeping a, I've been keeping a journal um, just for myself, like what I found to help me personally. And like, I can't really tell like anyone else like what will work in a situation. Like I can't tell you what to do. Like the only thing that I can do is tell you what I did and like what worked for me. And then hopefully like you can take something from my experience. And um, the biggest reason why I've kept a journal um, over the last uh, three years of my training is um, the experiences that you get like in the flips that you do or in just like anything that you experience in training, like those things are kind of like lost in memory and it really helps to like just go back and like read those things because it, it's it's literally like just writing a message to your future self. Yeah. You know? Anytime I'm like not feeling motivated or anything, I just go back and like read through like my different experiences that I've had and I'm just like, wow, this is like, it's really incredible, you know, like it, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of really successful or inspirational, motivational people that say, write shit down. Yeah. Just write shit down. If you I'm don't, doing it. <laughs> if you don't know who uh, Juji Mufu is, like you should look up, go to trickstutorials.com. He has, he has. Water is, water is the magic potion. It really is. Do you remember that? Yeah. That <laughs> yes, dude. That like, yes. So long ago. I'm so glad that you are on Trick Tutorials. And he's got stuff on flexibility, recovery, he's so mentality. Dude, yeah. He's he's like almost 300 pounds and he can aerial and like 540 and butterfly twist better than like anyone. Anyone. He has seven different videos just on tips for aerials. Like he has, he's like, every time he figures something out, he's like, time to make a new video, you know, like, and share it with the community. Um, but, uh, regarding injuries, um, going back into the injuries, um, the number one thing that I would say for injuries is the most important is just preventing chronic injuries. Like that is one of the easiest things to do. And I'm like a huge, like, I, I do this all the time. I get really stoked about training and then like I go out and I maybe like twe tweak something but just like keep pushing past it or like um, drink like lots of coffee and take like lots of painkillers and just go like super hard. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, is like you, you really just can't do that. You, you can't because it's, it's going to jack you up. Um, the most important thing that you can do for yourself to prevent like chronic injury is to just like listen to your body like if you feel something like a miss like your body is literally sending you signals telling you that something is wrong and like if you're going to ignore yeah. that like you can't get upset if you just like jack yourself up you know yeah you gotta have that patience yeah absolutely and um another huge thing is that uh in anything that you are attempting or going for um you always want to really like analyze what exactly you're doing like if you can't visualize yourself doing the takeoff the middle of whatever you're doing and the landing if you can't visualize how it feels like the third person of it then you don't understand it enough to really try it in my personal opinion um a, a technique that i use for doing that is watch someone else do it and then like close your eyes and literally like re-watch the video in your head and then just like replace their body with yours and like your body mechanics and things like that. That has helped me a lot just like with visualization. 
Um, something else is uh, in training, um, the times that I've been injured the most and that I've recorded, like I've actually noticed this pattern, um, every time that I get injured, it's always injury or um, frustration in training is always followed by injury. So like if I'm doing something and I'm getting like frustrated at it and like I just keep going hard at it, like I usually end up hurting myself in some way. So just like approaching pretty much any uh, anything that you do like calmly is like the most important thing. Um, and like not letting the anger of not landing whatever you're trying to do get to your head, you know? Yeah, the intentions are important. Yeah. And if you are cool with that, then you'll learn as much from not landing your tricks as you do from landing them. Yeah. If you're in that moment, then you're getting better at falling or you might just learn a whole new move or yeah, you'll gain confidence in falling even if you're not like, which in turn gains confidence and safety and just like being able to perform more moves, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. If you're like, oh man, I know how to not land. Like you, you, you told me like, you know, all these different bailouts for any twist, any right. matter how much torque you have coming in. Yeah. And a lot of that probably comes from not getting it a lot of the times. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like those, those things are just as valuable. So then you can throw attempts at a quadruple or yeah. triple half or whatever it is, twist with confidence and knowing that you're not going to. And I mean, your... just for, uh, in, in regards to that as well, um, you can literally like try crazy stuff over and over and over again and not hurt yourself. I have, uh, two videos on my YouTube channel that are like prime examples of this. I have one called persistence and then I have one called the road to triples. And in one day when I was trying to learn wall double full, I tried, I tried wall double full on a flat wall on hard ground. 53 times before I landed it, you know, like, and some of them, like I landed on my side, one of them, like my ankle went straight up my ass, but it's like, if you just like, if you just keep trying it and you just keep the, the persistence part of it, like you will eventually make it, you know? And like, I learned so much from those bails and like those attempts and the same thing, like with the, like with the triples, like I needed to, if you watch the video, I actually left all the original audio in. After I fail every single one, I make a little analysis about like what went wrong. I'm like, hmm, I wasn't like high enough on that one. Or man, like my foot slipped a little bit on takeoff or like I need to get my hips higher or like just little things here and there, you know, that um, make it uh, easier to land the next time. Like you can't just, the thing about drilling tricks and like doing things is that you, you can't just do it over and over and over and over and over again and expect different results. Like after every single attempt, you have to look at what you could do better next time, you know, or what you did wrong that time or what could be improved on. That's how you like make progress, you know, in, in my opinion for, for flips at least. Yeah. That's an interesting, that's cool. It's like a, a slightly different way to approach it. I, the same principle is one of the reasons why I just, I'm very meticulous and choosy about what techniques I allow myself to even attempt. Um, sometimes I'm down to throw 53, whatever it is. Sometimes I just don't want to do that. So I just <laughs> won't train that move. Yeah. But, but only because I know I can't, I don't have the patience that day to appreciate all those attempts and like build upon them and work it out. And I'll just be like, I'm going to do stuff that I have the patience for, I guess. Right. Which is just going to be like choosing a move that I think I'm close to getting that's still new for me, but that I, um, I don't have to worry about, um, yeah. Landing. Yeah. That, and that, and see, that's also like a really smart way of training. Um, like not like pushing yourself to 
the outer limits of like your ability, you know, and just like recognizing what you are capable of and then like playing on that is super important. So I, and I mean, there are certain tricks like, like that, that I've done, yeah. like, like inverts, like I freaking hate inverts. And for a while I hated gainers and stuff, but so like, like in like wall invert, um, just like basically going backwards while rotating forwards. So oh, like, like inward wall inward. Yeah. You know, like any, in yeah. So that's, that stuff freaks me out. And I, I don't really beat myself up over it. it um, and instead, like, I just kind of train it when I, when I'm feeling it. You well, know? Dylan also likes to, to delve in. He, I, I tend to agree with him. Like when you can't get stuff sometimes it's, it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes, you know, and you, it's sometimes better to focus on your strengths, you know? Yeah. You talked about it a little that's bit. That's what I, I, I I'm a strong proponent of that. Um, I mean, obviously, you should challenge yourself and you should do new things that you, like, that will, I don't know, change the way that you move and, like, challenge you to, like, think in different ways. But I think a lot of times people, like, get stuck in this idea that, like, oh, I have to have this move because everybody else has it and I have to do this because everyone else says it's important. And I think that, like, people who are really successful at what they do really target what they're get already good at and they start to just break it down piece by piece until they understand it extremely well. And you've done that with twisting and, you know, double flipping all the stuff that you're really focusing in on. And I think that's where like true, like strokes of genius come in is when you've gone down the rabbit hole and just pursued something so deeply that you understand it in like multiple facets. I completely agree. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> so I find myself like working on stuff and then I'll just think for a second, like, what? Why am I even doing this? Like, <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do with swing this? Swing like, inward, fly. Away? I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. this doesn't even inspire me at all. Why am I doing it? Yeah. So definitely. sometimes you have to come step back for a second and be like, is this actually something that I'm passionate about? And is this actually going to add to what I want to do with parkour or anything really? And I mean, that's that's hard, especially like as as a free runner, like you have like a like your friends are doing tricks and like you see on like the groups they're doing tricks you see the red bull like people are doing these crazy moves like they get like best trick awards and stuff like yeah. that so there's just like a lot of pressure i feel like um i mean i have felt it um too like especially like growing up as a kid like watching like ryan doyle's crazy park day and stuff i'm just like oh man like i, I gotta get these these tricks down you know like i, I gotta go do this you know and i mean like it it it, it does put this um this pressure on on people like in, in all people all people like everyone i've ever come into contact with like yeah. even like the adults in my class are like i want to know how to do this flip you know like because <laughs> this guy does it or something like that yeah i mean that pressure is is real and finding uh it's interesting finding your strengths is if you want to stand out it's best to not do what everyone else is doing you know yeah or it's, it's not best necessarily if that's your strong suit that's your strong suit but if everyone else is doing it then how are you standing out unless you do it the best, which is going to be really hard to do because really everyone hard. got one. People's got, like, people have web, decades like, on you. Knox has a really good Webster. I like his Webster a lot. <laughs> but I'm never going to have a Webster like that, so I like to have a good Webster, but I don't know if I want it to be like my thing, like <laughs> Knox has a thing with it. You know, it's like, it's not going to be a signature move of mine. Yeah. Just because I'm just, I'm not going to be able to stand out unless I do something like significant, but you know, maybe I'll figure something out. But it's, I think it's going to be more about what 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 do I do that's different, like that's best, instead of trying to like mimic Knox's Webster? You know? Yeah, it's like he does it better than I'm ever gonna do it. And like, but and you can look at like Knox and be like, 
Nox, you will stick a precision and then Webster out because it's it's fun. It feels good to just like Webster high as yes. fuck and stick yeah. it, right? Yeah, dude. Like I'm I'm all so like I totally agree with that. Having having like something and this goes back to like what you did as a kid, you know, like yeah. what you have the most fun doing, like what you just naturally and innately do, like that's what you become the best at. And if yeah. you're not having fun, like doing what you do and you're just like being pressured to like do these things like that's something that I've experienced as well as like I get way caught up in like the pressure of progression mm -hmm. and I stop having fun with the movement and I think that's where a lot of people like fall out of love with parkour you know yeah, and yeah. like with movement because like it just doesn't it just isn't fun anymore you know mm -hmm. and that's just like really sad honestly yeah it's it's a weird thing that happens to us sometimes when we get lost like that that's why you gotta write that shit down yeah <laughs> Yeah, remind man. ourselves. How Write this entire. I want someone to stenographize this entire <laughs> podcast. I don't think that's a real verb. I think it's but transcribe. Write it is transcribe right. is Trans the better word, but I want to imagine a like, little short stenographer. <laughs> um, we should probably get some fan questions since we've been talking for a while now. Yeah. Knox, do you want to read those up to us, or <laughs> as producer, <laughs> you haven't had a whole lot to do, unfortunately. <laughs> did some googling. You did some video. Sourcing. I watched the Instagram video of him blowing his ankle in half. So isn't that pretty sweet? It was. Uh, it <laughs> we was... don't have that many fan questions anyhow. Actually, I got some on my page. I know Dylan. And there's one on high. There's a few on high drop. All right, <clears throat> we got one. The high drop page. We have two actually. But the first one, Cody Bolin. Chris, do you feel any animosity between you and the hosts of High Drop over the title of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, I've noticed over these past few years, your mental game has gotten crazy. Was there a breaking point for this, or was it a road of steady progression for you? Um, to answer the first question, no, <laughs> I don't feel any animosity. I thought I actually thought it was like super funny. It's it's literally like the perfect name like for a podcast because like we're just shooting the shit, you know and height drop is literally like the biggest joke in the parkour community <laughs> you know yes. like and so it's just it's just it's really like a a nice casual name like i like it a lot so no i don't feel any animosity <laughs> i also like it. it because it's like a the drop like you're getting the drop yeah we're, we're, we're dropping some height on you yeah <laughs> um and the second question um as far as my mental game um there were there were a few specific moments that I can recall where I just made a decision to become the best that I could be. And when I made that decision, um, a lot of the fears that I had that were holding me back uh, melted away. And it obviously like it didn't happen overnight. It happened in like within a few years. But once that decision was made to just like become the best that I can mm -hmm. be and like explore myself as deeply as I possibly could, that's when the work that I put in, it, it wasn't so much what I was training, it was how I was training. You know, like I, I really just started like focusing on what I wanted to do and like how I wanted to do it. And I just put in, I put in the hours, you know, like over the last so cool. two years, I've put in like some some <laughs> crazy amount of hours, you know. Yeah, I've definitely been impressed. I mean, I don't, I don't know if we've ever met before this weekend, really. We did once at the Tempest Games, but like oh, yeah. that I think just we didn't really quickly. talk much, yeah. Well, now we're talking. I think we're on the... We're on but the, I've, I've noticed that, too. I'd always have, like... Rogue squad. Yeah, we're on the same team. We're on Rogue Squad, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, an unofficial Rogue Squad member. I've got put... I've put zero content out for the Rogue Squad. Uh, we all put zero content. Unfortunately, but... Uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, I've definitely noticed that. I, have one I love following you on Facebook. And being, <laughs> one you always have such inspiring, cool Dylan has stuff one to say. Never, <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I appreciate like your positive attitude on, on, on the social media sphere. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm actually really so appreciative of each other right now. Podcast again. <laughs> huh? I'm definitely going to listen to this podcast again later. Yeah, it's a good one. I will too. So, I'm gonna be like, "Ugh, that's what I sound like." Dude, I think you have a nice voice, man. Dude, dude, thanks, dope. man. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> anyways, all right. What's the next one? For all, this is still from Cody Bolin. Colorado has become somewhat of a parkour mecca in the U.S. How do you feel your location has developed your training? How much of your progression can you attribute, either directly or indirectly, to the community you come from? Well, for me personally, um, I I lived with uh, Dante for a while. And he had he's the he had he is a monster. He's a, he's, <laughs> he's an, an absolute monster. <laughs> he's seriously. Dylan's, I mean, uh, oh my Dante, God. Dante and Dylan. Yeah, they're they're yeah. the Colorado monsters. And just like uh, being around him, and just just watching him like do what he does, and it is just absolutely it had an impact on me. Like I went to San Diego when I moved to San Diego. I was like. I know that I'm capable of this because I saw I saw him do it. You know, like in person, I've seen him do it. I've seen him try like gainer double fulls like to his face repeatedly and just get up and be like, oh, let's try that again. You know, like in his vans. Like I've seen him in just like van. I've seen him just like like just randomly get up like after eating nothing but drumsticks for like two months straight and then just go outside and like stomp wall full wall double full like swing through cork and shit like. Or triple aerial twist, and or like Dan, like Dan Teal. Dan literally came up to me, um, and like the group was like, I had a dream about doing triple aerial twist off of the three foot wall, and then like literally just like a week later, it like stomps triple aerial twist, and then goes eat, eats a peanut butter bagel and does some squats. Like the the, <laughs> the Colorado atmosphere is just, it's it it, it produces monsters. It really does. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know about your guys's experiences with with just the the community and stuff yeah i mean a <laughs> little bit more like um conscious of like food and stuff maybe in the boulder scene just because like that's like a boulder like boulder's famous for just like being like all nutrition nutritional and yeah and whatever but um and it's just generally a little bit older like a lot a lot of like dante and dan teal are a little bit younger than than i and so when i was like training initially training with like slightly more older dudes and uh so they they were even older than me like Amos was a mentor of mine for a while um when I started training with Dylan he was kind of like my Dante my Dante (laughs) for for me was my Dylan was my Dante yeah he was just like taking me to the next level and I was just like starting to approach it in a whole different way and and just yeah that's when I just really saw a jump in my um abilities and not necessarily my abilities, but my the way I thought about it. Like you're saying, how you approach training. Yeah. And um, and again, like deciding to do that is like such a huge part of it. Like the community is can build you up and boost you so far, but in the end, I think the the true elite athletes, it's really within them, and it always was. But um, it's a say in spirit. But it's man. like yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of like if you have to make the decision. Like and I think that's so important if yeah. you if you ask yourself the right questions. The, the fears and the other stuff melts away. You know why you're doing it, et cetera, like yeah. you're saying. And, and I think it's also really important to have um, a mentor of sorts or like someone to mm-hmm. um, kind of like guide you, like like Dylan or like Dante. Uh, like Paul White Cotton was like a huge mentor to me when I went to San Diego. Like um, 
we spent a lot of time together and uh, going back to Cody's question about um, just like the mental game changing, uh, just being immersed um, and like surrounded by the mindset of an elite athlete um, really does rub off on you. You know, yeah. it really does. Like you can only expose yourself to it for so long and either make the decision to remain how you are or to just elevate to that level. That was always my strategy was try to train with people that are way better than me. And that's a great strategy. And like I was always just searching for like the biggest dick in the room and yeah. Dylan's got the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. And swings low, man. I mean, not like really, but like it really though. I was like, if I want to advance, I need to be with these guys that so are like, just doesn't have blowing them up. No, he does. I mean, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, was, I was down to train with whoever, but the, the, my favorite training always came with people that push me. Yeah, But absolutely. what's your experience like? Because you are the... You are the, you are you are the, the mentor. Athlete. There is no one helping you out. What are you, like... What's your experience like being more... Um, That's a good question. I, I don't want to, like, come across as, like, a dick. <laughs> because I definitely have had the opposite experience of... I don't know. I, I was always, being like, a big fish. I was always like a really big perfectionist and I didn't like people to see what my work is until like I was really good at it. And so I didn't even train with anybody for first six months to a year. Like I didn't even reach out to anybody in the community. Wow. Like I literally just did it on my own and I just watched videos and I just like perfected what I wanted to do with it. And then I like kind of, I just like showed up at Nat Jam one year and just, like, started doing stuff. And I, re I realized, like, at that point that I was already at, like, a level that had surpassed a lot of people in the community. Not, like, not to be a dick about it, but I just, like, I had spent so many hours and so much, like, time just, like, perfecting what I did. Yeah. Um, that by the time that I was training with other people, I already felt like I was pushing them more than they were pushing me. Yeah. Um, so that's actually been kind of a hard thing for me is, like... <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's got no, no one to push Sometimes it's hard for me to find people that push me to like try new things. Like Jake has been one of those people um, in certain cases, and um, Jake's so yeah, But a lot a of times it, it has to come from just like traveling and like, having like people come through and just having them push me and um, yeah. Not, and see, that's that's another. Yeah, it's, it's hard when there's like super elite athletes. I mean, <laughs> that's another trait of uh, elite athletes too. Is that um, like you see a lot of people always asking for help and like always reaching out to others. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things that I found is that like everything that you really need to like progress and everything that you really need to know is already within you, and you just have to explore that. Like, take the time to analyze technique and like really like look at something and try to understand it that that's one of the things that um that elite athletes do and the whole being pushed thing is is also very common too like tim Far tim farley just today posted a status like i'm moving to america because no one in australia can push me anymore you yeah. know and it's like he's at a level where he's just like but but see, it would be easy. It would be easy like for iron someone. Iron sharpens iron, you know. Yeah, it is. and it would it, it would be easy for someone to get like into that place where it's like I'm the best here, like yada yada. Yeah. But it's like he's he's not content with it. Like he wants to be pushed. He wants to get even better. He's trying to like strive for that. And I think that that's so important to just like always strive to be like way better than you are. Definitely. And, and that's how you experience exponential growth. Was was there another question? So where where are you gonna move, Don? <laughs> no, that well, that's one of the cool things is just 
like even just training with you, Brandon, like after only what four or five years of training, you and just she's been training for two years. Just pushed yourself really so hard and like tried to just dedicate yourself so much that a lot of times like you've surpassed me in certain areas, and I'm like, well, he's now pushing me in that area, and I can try to like improve in that way. And That's my so. goal is to become good <laughs> enough that I can actually give something back to Dylan. <laughs> it's just like he's given me so much. It sounds like you already have, which is yeah, that's for really sure. good. That's super good. Man, we're gonna have to have a big old hug after this. Alright, <laughs> all right, next, next question, question, Ian William. I hear all the time people crying that twisting is too hard for taller people. How do you feel about that? And was twisting a struggle for you? How do you handle people who truly believe it and where do you stand? Um, as far as twisting goes, like, I, I absolutely struggled, like, the struggle was real with me with twisting <laughs> for the longest time. I spent every single free period I had, every lunch period, like, every after school, before school, I told mom, like, I had detention just to, like, stay after school and use the cheerleading mats and stuff, just to try to get B-twist. Like, I spent three years just on B-twist. It was the most vertical, disgusting thing <laughs> I've ever, like, it took me so long, but God, I wanted it because it looks so cool, you know? And, like, after I got the single twist, I was like so stoked, and and I hurt. I actually hurt myself pretty bad. I hyperextended both my knees on a B twist out of a drop when I was really like younger. I was like fifteen, uh -huh. so I had to relearn B twist. But like I did, you know, because like I really wanted to to keep that. Mm -hmm. And then once once B twist came, then aerial twist came because it's the same trick except just over. And it wasn't until um, I met uh, Dante that I started like experimenting with like the double twisting. Because I actually trained with only one other person for the first like five years of my training. I didn't even know there was a community. I didn't have like a Facebook or anything. I just like did tricks and stuff, you know. <laughs> and I just went to a gym and like found them and like just started training with them. And um, once I understood twisting, once I really like got the concept, it was really easy to apply to my body. Now as far as like tall people go, I'm six one. Um, and I, I twist pretty good. I, <laughs> and, uh, it twists pretty good. And, you guys uh, got some twists. And, and every tall person that I know that really like applies themselves and wants to learn it, it, like if you want to learn something, it does, in my personal opinion, it doesn't matter if you're 40 years old and seven feet tall, you can learn how to double full if you really want to. I have a guy that's in my adult class that's 32 years old mm -hmm. and he's like, I want to learn how to cork. And I taught him how to cork in like five lessons, you know, and he got it and he can do it outside, you Damn, know, like, and it's like, and he's tall and he's <laughs> old, you know, and he's doesn't have any background. <laughs> like it's crazy. Sorry for all you 32 year olds. Out so, there. so as far as that Real goes, machine. like that's <laughs> bullshit. It doesn't <laughs> matter how tall you are. None of those circumstances matter. If you really want to do it, then you, absolutely you have the capability. If that passion is there and like you can feel yourself doing it and you can visualize yourself doing it, then you have just as much capability as I do. You just have to put in the, the effort and, and the understanding of the trick to get it. You know, totally. I've actually, I've noticed the opposite. Not, <laughs> not that like short people can't twist, but that like, wider people can't really twist as well. Like, right. they have a lot more trouble than, like, a taller... As long as you're... If Thin. you're really tall and you can still, like, lock your body into, like, a straight position, 
you're going to be able to twist really fast. Absolutely. But if you're kind of like wide you're stocky, and you've got like a, like a big old chest, yeah. it's kind of harder to get like a good rotation because you've got like... I don't know. Your shoulders can't get yeah, it. Yeah, you're like small, a piece like... of paper trying to spin. <laughs> the air resistance, yeah. Honestly, I, I don't know, though, because um, my eyes were opened um, earlier this week in Boulder because I got to train with Rafe Kelly for the first time. And in my experiences with Rafe, uh, he's just like a barefoot, like, tree, pure parkour-type practitioner. And I was totally wrong. He's, like, the nicest, like, coolest guy. And he has the best fucking b-twist i have ever seen his he could b-twist over me if he wants to and he is massive and he's he's pretty old too yeah i mean like yeah. he's he's got a kid and stuff you know like yeah we're real dogging on this 30, is yeah old, 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 so 30. Yeah, yeah no like 30 30 is not like that old it's it's just compared to like the, like i'm 21 so like 30 is like hey, yeah. you guys are old you know like so <laughs> no yeah Rafe's uh definitely really more well-rounded than you expect you yeah do not underestimate sure. that guy he's awesome super busy. He, he challenged me a lot him on the podcast but yeah it's just a busy weekend that he was here and didn't happen <clears throat> yeah he had like seminars and stuff but uh all right well, next question um we got one from zach miller but this one was injuries we already so. talked about it so what did he say specifically he just said injuries exclamation point Please talk a little bit about injuries. Yeah, we definitely did some of that. I think so. we got that covered. <laughs> Another guy, covered, Dylan uh, Antonsen. Antonsen. Anyways, how do you accurately awesome. adjust your limits as they grow? Um, how do you adjust? Accurately adjust your limits as they grow. How do you accurately adjust your limits? Well, okay, that's actually um, that's actually something that I do want to touch on, and it has to do with uh, expectation. Um, so for me and my training, um, I have found that the biggest limiter, um, in my training was myself because I always went into it with the expectation of failure. Like I always like expected to not be able to do something. And then I literally like wouldn't be able to, because I didn't think that I could, I would go into it already losing the battle because like yeah. I had committed to failure. Um, so going into training, uh, with no expectation and, and it goes the opposite way too. Like, um, for example, like I know that I can make an 11 foot broad jump consistently, but that's like, maybe like that's my max or something. And I go outside and like, I measure out a jump that I'm looking at. I'm like, Oh, that looks doable. And then I measure it out and it ends up being like 12 of my steps instead of like 11 of my steps. Then like, just by going into it with the expectation of like having like a max, even though like I'm looking at it and like, Oh, I can do that. Like when I measure it out, then I'm like, oh, I can only jump 11 of my steps. And then um, you stop yourself from progressing, you know, like it's a huge limitation. And that is just something that I struggled with uh, personally. So the biggest thing with limits is that like it's a day-to-day -day thing. Like there are days when like my – I can't cork. And then there are days when I can just like one step into a double like on flat, you know. Like the, it, it's just – it's honestly like a day-to-day -day thing and you just have to be like willing to experiment like with that day's energy and like that day's like what you're wanting to accomplish and like wanting to do. So the biggest thing is just not going into training with any type of expectation on yourself and just really enjoying the movement as, as much as you can. And yeah, that's all I, I have to say about that. I had a couple days ago. Really? It was like just I yeah. did not have any expectations when I trained anymore. And it also just like sets you up for disappointment too. Yeah, yeah like exactly. it really I mean, does. I've been getting you have like a list of things and you're like I should yeah. be able to do all this and that. 
we've kind of touched on this a little bit in the last weeks too, but yeah, that's so important. It's just like, you just got to go out there and do and not worry about what it is like. Yeah. And I, whether I, or not you're doing a lot of people get um, caught up and like, it, it's not bad to like hold yourself to like a high standard, but um, at the same time, like you can't beat yourself up over like what you can't do a certain day because there are so many factors in training there's like what you ate the day before like how the weather is like maybe uh your shoes aren't tight as tight or something <laughs> like there's so many things that like play into it so like you don't got your hands in you right that door open for like anything can happen then things do happen that's when your limits do expand and it's safely Absolutely. too because you're just like i can do it it's a comfortable and you thing. just go for it yeah, yeah it's like, a comfort thing yeah. it has nothing to do with like well i've I've come this far, so I should be about here. It's yep. just, uh, yeah. it's just, I mean, they make giant leaps. I mean, I'd never tried a giant really before tonight. And I, got them, like, <laughs> yeah. And then you did two like, in a row. Feeling it. I was like, I think I can do this. If I just, <laughs> that was so awesome it, to yeah. watch it. It looked, it honestly looked like you had been training them for a while because of this, the second one you did, you did two in a row. You were just like, Oh, like I understand it now. And like, <laughs> but like if you had gone into it, like, Oh, giants are scary. Like you would have stopped at one. Like you may, you may not have even have tried it, you know, like, but you were just feeling it and you did it. And that's like exactly where progression comes from. It's so like random. It's yeah. so random. It Super really random. is. So many times I've never not heard a uh, tracer be like, man, I'm just gonna take it easy today. And then just like, <laughs> they do the most mind blowing shit. I, that's the day when they always just go like when they have no pressure to put on themselves. They're like, I'm not even gonna do anything, man. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just gonna be chilling. And then they warm up and they just fucking do the worst thing, best thing they ever did. I definitely like always tell Cordelia that when, um, like, we're about to go train. I'm always like, yeah, I'm not really gonna like do anything. <laughs> and then I always just end up doing like the craziest shit. <laughs> just like for me personally, it's that's so 100% true. Like, I completely agree with that. <laughs> Well, dope. What was that spe question specifically again? It's kind of phrased weird. It was, how do you accurately adjust your, adjust limits. your limits as they grow? Yeah. Okay. Um, so one thing that I've noticed that I think separates like my mentality from some of the other people that I've seen train is I don't have a very like linear way of progressing. Um, a lot of people look for like the very, like the next baby step in their training. They're like, okay, well, I'm going to go out today. I can do a five foot Kong precision. I'm going to try this six foot Kong precision. What I do is like the complete opposite. I go look for something that is terrifying. Like something that's just, <laughs> that's like we, the we first know. thing I do. I, I calibrate my mind to that state where I go, okay, what if I did that? <laughs> like that would be crazy, right? And then, then I just think through, okay, how would it? How would I get to that point? And what are the steps that I would need to take to make this this crazy idea a reality? And then the training for the rest of the day becomes well. Not only as have I like calibrated my mind for like that was crazy. Now this other stuff is like super easy for me. Um, but I've also like given myself a bigger goal, um, which is important in your training. A lot of people get trapped in like okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And it's like, it's hard to see where you're headed. And for me, when I give myself like this really big goal or this like uh, amazing thing that I could imagine myself doing that really inspires me, then the rest of my training for that day becomes like really um, intense and focused. And it feels like I'm actually going towards something that's important and meaningful to me. 
Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it, it's, it's really funny to, to hear you like talk about your mentality because, um, like with my, with like my friend group and stuff, we would just joke about doing something like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if someone like did this ridiculous, <laughs> like one footed stride on this sketchy corner and then like precision this rail over this death drop. And then like a week later we'd see it in a video of yours and we're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so like, it's, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Um, to hear that because, uh, I've been doing the same thing with flips too. Like I've been training um, in a gymnastics gym and I get to see like uh, circus acrobats, like people doing like circus away. And those guys are just not even, oh oh my God, I can't even begin to tell you. Like they are on a next level for acro, man. Like it is not even okay. It's not even okay how good these guys are. Like seriously. And just like seeing that and like seeing like what's possible, like that is just a big goal to reach and like I'm like oh these guys are literally like doing triple flipping quadruple twisting skills and they know exactly where they're at the entire time like that's a huge goal to work towards and yeah. then everything the else doesn't seem as scary yeah yeah, yeah. I saw this this like guy right, some, someone broke it down and they put the work in and they can do that yeah so why can't I exactly know? yeah Dude, they, I was watching this show in New York they had these like I don't know there was a couple people stacked up onto each other and like and they're holding like a ring. I don't know, maybe like a three foot <laughs> diameter <laughs> ring. And this little Asian dude does like a tumbling pass and jumps up and does a back pull oh through the ring oh and lands God. perfectly like on the other side. And you're just like, are you serious? And dude, it's like, crazy because like, like, I mean, parkour <laughs> and um, free running and tricking and stuff, they're often like adaptive or they're linking combos and stuff. So they're not as specific. So sometimes it's hard to get super ridiculously good at one thing. But when you get like circus acts, when there's just like, they, they honed in on one apparatus or one special trick, then that's when it can get to an insane level. Cause they just went and they went yeah. so deep on this one vein that you're just like, the fuck man. That's exactly what I was talking about <laughs> earlier. Is yeah. they've, it's like a niche of theirs. that's so specific that they've been able to like unlock something that no one else has ever been able to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I've been been trying to do with parkour yeah. too. Is like that's why I've been focusing in on like the footwork stuff and just being yeah. able to jump around on rails at really weird angles and stuff like that. Is because that's not something that any other activity really has. Mm-hmm. Like um, I don't know. There's acro and other different like activities. Yeah. There's also like I don't know. I guess vaulting is kind of yeah. unique, but yeah, like, I don't know. I, f- I feel like if I can lock, lock in on something that's super unique to just parkour, like running yeah. on rails or precisioning in really weird ways, that, that that's a way that you can take it to like, a, to something that no one else has ever done before. And I think yeah. that that's really cool too, because um, by taking it to that extreme, uh, it, it really like paves the way and like unlocks the door for like upcoming free runners and like uh, anyone that wants to do a movement like that because you're really showing them like what is possible and like they may not necessarily like want to get to that level but because they have seen the yeah. end all because you have searched that niche so deeply the average just, has been elevated yeah. you know and that's that's yeah. honestly like the it's most just like you map those fucking jungles a little bit yeah but they're still dangerous there's still a little bit of uncharted territory but <laughs> like, it's like, like you've been there and you've been come back like like going to the, the gym floor, and like watching you guys do like the kong prees on the rails like barefoot and just like sprinting across the bars and doing like massive like rail precisions <laughs> and stuff like i'm like oh well 
if if that's possible, then I'm just being a bitch doing this drop pre right here. Like, and then that, and then I totally am just able to do it just by seeing yes. you guys taking it to that level. I'm like, then I, if they're doing that, like, then I, I can do this smaller step right here, that's you know? Exactly and I, what I'm talking about with recalibrating. If yeah. you just go in with tunnel vision and you say, oh, like I'm going to this spot and I'm going to train this thing that I usually train and then I'm going to take it a little bit further than that then you're just only ever going to progress that slowly. That is a limit. And if you, if you go into it with like, I'm going to go look at this most ridiculous thing, and you just maybe even you keep going back every day and looking at that thing until it becomes more feasible. Like I just had an amazing experience with that, that climb on Whole yeah. Foods. Um, you I that, looked, you I that looked at that 20 climb. minutes. You broke it down and made yourself. I yeah. looked at that climb like four years ago like climbing up the side yeah, yeah. of that building. And I thought, I might never do that. But I just kept visualizing it and just like kept imagining myself in that position, like right at the top where there's just yeah. those yeah. two little holds and I'm hanging on and I have to release my right hand uh. and reach up and grab that last hold. And I put myself in that position in my head like all the time. I'd be like listening to a song. I'd be thinking about that like as a video or something. I know what song it is and too. No, I would just think about that move so so much that like eventually it just became a thing that I wanted to do. And one day, I just started climbing. I started breaking it down into piece by piece, like hold by hold. I went up the side of this thing, yeah. and I'd get to like floor number one, and then I'd step out onto floor number one, like looking up at floor number two, and I finally made my way up there. And then I just like I kept going out on the ledge and kept going higher and higher until finally there I was at the top. And I just like made that last move, and I was like, "That's what I thought about like four years ago." That must have been such a fulfilling <laughs> moment for you. But oh that happens gosh. for me a lot, honestly. Yeah. Like the parking garage drops and yeah. stuff like that. It was just like, if you visualize something enough, and you care about it enough, and you just really have a mad the imagination to make something happen, and you take the steps to make it happen. Yeah. That's like super powerful, and it'll take you a lot of places. Absolutely. You'd never go if you were just tunnel visioning through parkour. Yeah, I, I've I definitely agree with that, and that it's so important to like hold on to uh, onto those visions too, and like just instead of like looking at it as impossible, like like you say, um, break it down, you know, mm -hmm. and like and like look at what steps you would have to take in order to do something like that. Like there was um, a moment when I was uh, filming filming with Paul. Um, there's a video on my YouTube channel called P Fresh Chillin, <laughs> and um, I almost shared that one instead of uh, the. Yeah, it's Whatever dope. It's called. Just because it was more recent, but um, but I showed the what was the the mellow beast. Mellow beast. Yeah, <laughs> but there was um, there I always like like after I saw um, Dante do a triple aerial twist in person, it really just like blew my mind. Like it blew my mind because like I had worked so hard to get double aerial twist. I had worked so hard, and when I hit it, like I thought that was it. I was like, this is the one, man. Like, I got this trick. Like, and then when I saw him do that, I was like, oh my God. But instead of like thinking that it was like impossible, like I just like was captivated by it. And just like, I was so like, I really want, and then I, after, after seeing that and like just visualizing it and training it so much, like with Paul and stuff like that, there was this, um, there's this clip in, in the, in the P fresh video where. I do the triple and like I land, and like I walk away and stuff. And then afterwards, like I came back to Paul and like I was just crying. Like I was crying like so hard after I saw the footage because like, like I had like, um, 
finally like like actualized like what I've always seen in my head and it was just like such a a life-changing moment for me uh because like I really took the time to to train it and and to and to achieve it and it just was the most natural beautiful thing it felt exactly <laughs> like I always thought it would felt and the thing the cool thing about achieving that is that I now realize that that's not the end all either you know yeah. and there is some crazy shit that I'm working on like that I'm going <laughs> to release soon that it's 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 going to be great but it, it wouldn't be possible like without without that mindset what you're saying like you got to just always keep it in the forefront and like always take those steps towards it and then like one day you'll literally just you'll be at that hole, you know, like you'll be yeah. like, whoa, here it is, you know, yeah. that's, yeah. Just, that's just like, <laughs> that's just such a, a, a life changing experience. And those happen all the time, you know? Yeah, it's dope, man. Shit. I have some, I did, I've done some stuff to you recently that I was pretty stoked on. I don't want to get into it because we probably should wrap things up, but it's a beast dive con that I was looking at for a long time. Yeah, yeah that was so good. Yeah. And, um, With like the thin landing. Um, or the narrow it was landing. Like, it wasn't narrow. No, no, no. That one is in the gym. Oh, this okay. one's outside. It's like between these two, like traffic, like between yeah. the lanes of the road. It's over. It's, a bridge. it's over a bridge. Oh shit! You do have Kong a bridge. <laughs> oh my god! It's dude. pretty. It's amazing. Pretty stoked. Yeah, it's a dope. Um, it's a mainly. There's been other times like person. that where, but yeah, the first one that really like helped me bust through that bubble into realizing like how I need, how I can, and should be approaching stuff. And getting more into this mindset we're talking about is that cat to cat that one night mission back in the day that mm-hmm. I was doing with you. I remember the first time you showed me that you're like, "Look at this cat to cat!" Like I've, I'm the only one who's done it. I don't know why. Like I took John, whatever, and <laughs> like everyone just doesn't want to do it. And I was like, "Yeah, no shit, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous and scary. I wouldn't do that shit ever." And then like I did, I just thought he's like, "I'm never doing that." Like I just didn't think I would ever would. And then I don't know, several like a month few months later I ended up doing it and then when I got down I was just like holy shit yeah it was one of those moments like I was like man this is just well, changes everything yeah, yeah it that's changes everything that brings up another point which is that sometimes you just have to put yourself in the position yeah I so many people got down. no literally so many people don't put themselves in the position they just they they immediately opt themselves that's out that's expectation it's just like yeah. they go like, into they'll it they'll see other people that they're training with and they immediately put themselves like Oh well, I'm not as good as him, or I'm not. I if he's having any trouble with that, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it, right? And so they just don't even put themselves there. They don't stand on the ledge. They don't go into the cat hang or whatever the the move is. They never even put themselves there because they immediately opt themselves out. And sometimes you just have to put yourself. That's in the all cat I did. Hang. I was like, I'm going to go look at it. Did. I was like, tonight you looked over like, your shoulder and then you went. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to go hang in cat and just look at it. So if next time I come back, I might feel like doing it. And then I got in cat hang and I was like, I'm fucking doing it. And yeah, I just fucking dude. did it. It was and that's, crazy. And that's that comfortable feeling where you're like, I yeah. know I can do it. And you're not going into it thinking like I can or can't do it. Yeah. You're just looking at it. Yeah. And then you feel it and then it just happens. Yeah. And that's how it works, man. Wild. Wild. <laughs> All right. Shit, let's okay. wrap it up. Let's, let's wrap it up. real deep at the end. Let's wrap Super it up. Deep. Yeah. This has been a really good one. Go. I'm so glad I've had you on the podcast, man. Thanks, man. It was really good. It was a pleasure. Talking to you and getting to know you a little better. And I think there's a lot of good motivational and... Rogue Squad for life. Rogue Squad. Rogue Squad. All dudes. Hold up. We call this the Rogue Squad podcast. Oh, yeah. Rogue Squad. Alright, thanks guys. Thanks again. Thanks for Knox producing and Corey and Jake for 
Listen, putting up with our bullshit <laughs> the last hour and 15 minutes. It was very enlightening. All right, we love you. See you next week.